Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, what's up? I'm Ben. And I'm Nicole, and you're listening to Wicked and Grim. A true crime podcast. Warning. The following podcast contains graphic content and material intended for a mature audience. Listener discretion is advised. First episode. First one. First one. First one out of the bag. I'm nervous. Are you? No. Not at I all? I got wine. I'm good. <laughs> True story. I, I do have whiskey. So Let's do this. Might need to drink a little more whiskey. That's maybe, better. Maybe wine would be better, eh? No. I'm, I'm down with the whiskey. We are, we, we're not alcoholics, I swear. We like to drink, especially considering we are in our first podcast and we're nervous. Yeah. It's the first one. It is. It's just going to go uphill from here. Uh, if it doesn't go uphill from here, it's going to go downhill, which at least is a nice, easy roll and not a lot of work. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I mean, Let's set us up for success here. I mean, lots of success, but it is true. It's true. If it goes downhill, it'll be easy. Uphill is the work. Uphill actually is harder. Yeah, that's true. It is. It always is. And we're talking about a case today where people are going uphill. Way up. Dun, dun, dun. For doom. For doom. Oh, I like how you said that. Just for doom. Just to their doomed. They're just... Yeah. Ooh, but and at, I don't even know much about this yet. I know very little. Very little. Very, although you did watch the remake of this case in like the Hollywood movie sort of situation, mm-hmm. which is kind of like a B-grade sort of movie. It's not like anything fancy. But the remake is known as Devil's Pass. They go through a bit of information. They say a little bit of things and stuff. They go off on a tangent and get a little sci-fi on it. But I mean, Yeah, you said it was quite different than like what you would be presenting. It is. It is. They offer facts in the movie. But it's definitely not along the same lines. And they offer their take on their the outcome. They do. But but there's I'm, many takes, I'm assuming. Everyone has their own take on this because there is no outcome. This is a mystery true crime podcast. Because I know. See, I don't love that it's no ending. I need I an ending. That. You're you're Because you're 100% wholeheartedly the true crime individual. Yeah. If I don't know what happened, like it, I'll lose sleep over this. I love the mystery stuff. No, I do. Like there's, okay, growing up, you know, watching Unsolved Mysteries, going on YouTube at like 3 a.m. I still do that. And I get down the rabbit hole and paranormal stuff and all that. I don't know if you guys heard that. Yeah, was that the dog or you? That was the dog. (laughs) The dog is sleeping under my feet currently. Yeah. And then the other one is just up above us, curled up. And we have a black cat, Kiwi, wandering around somewhere. Who is the mascot of of, uh, Wicked and Grim. He's not on our thumbnail. Maybe he should be next time when we update. You, You should have put it. Too late now. Too late now. In like the little icon thing that you made, he could have been sitting under the tree. Oh, I might have to edit that then. I like it. Just little subtle thing. Let's put Kiwi in Or there. it could be like a secondary icon and Maybe. Kiwi just is in there once we'll in a while. We'll figure it out. Either way, Kiwi is our mascot. He is our black cat, our rescue from the SPCA like 12 years ago now. Yeah, he's a little cutie. He is. He's also our best Halloween decoration like ever. Like ever. He's yep. the best. Can't top it. 100%. So, 
You ready to go. dive into this? I'm ready. I'm ready. Let's go. So if you know of the movie, The Devil's Pass, you know, most likely know of what this, what it's based off of, which is the Dyatlov Pass incident in Russia. It's, it's a crazy occurrence of what happened. We still don't know what happened, but we're going to dive into it and we're going to try and sort this out as best we can. However, it is such a large case, such a well-known case, so many theories, information. There's no way we're going to be able to give you all the information in the time we have, but we're going to do our best. I researched the crap out of this. I've got like eight pages of notes right in front of me. So if you hear paper shuffling, that's me frantically trying to find a note that I You enjoyed this though. You enjoyed researching this. I'm not a research person, which is weird that I enjoyed this. Well, because it's such a case that you're interested in. I love this case. Like, I love it so much. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I definitely enjoyed it. So... The Dyatlov Pass, it starts out in January 23rd. We're taking it back to 1959. 1959. Right? And we're going to the Ural Mountains in Soviet Russia. We have 10 experienced hikers. 10? 10. Okay. 10 hikers. And they're all like, we're going to go out. We're going to hike this, these mountains, this trail, and it's going to be bomb. So there was eight men and two women. And they're all very, very experienced outdoorsmen. Like they can build a fire, shelter, they can survive. They do this all the time. They well, to know go hiking in January, I'd hope so, eh? In the middle of the freaking Russian mountains. There's no way I'd ever do that. Right? Like it's crazy. And in 1959. I thought Mount Robson was a feat. I mean, that was a feat. Don't get me wrong. It was. It was. It was. But some people think that's like a very easy hike. Definitely not. How many How many kilometers was that? It was like 21 kilometers or something? 19 or something up and, da- and then 19 down, obviously. But it was friggin' hard. It was. It was. That was crazy. Anyway, I mean, we're we're not to these people's uh, standards. We're not. Although we do like the outdoors. I go hunting. You know, we go hiking, snowshoeing, that stuff. These guys knew what they were doing. Yeah. And they didn't do it with near the gear we have today, which is crazy. So this whole group was led by their leader, Igor Dyatlov. And this incident was named after him. Mm. So there's a little bit of a... An incident you don't want named after you. Right. I'm pretty sure you can already tell that uh, he does not survive, considering it was named after him. But uh, we'll get into that. We'll get into that. So over the next few days, them deciding that they're going to depart on this adventure up into the mountains, the Ural Mountains of Russia, which it was laid out by them, by the Mansi tribe, the local Mansi tribe and everything. It was already, it was pre-plotted. Okay. okay. So keep that in mind. They all live there? Uh, you know, I I don't think they lived in this area, but they, they were all Russian. Yes. Okay. I'm going to have to try and read off Russian names here shortly. And that's, that's, I'm going to do my best, but You'll I don't do promise well. anything. We'll see. We'll see. So over the next few days, uh, it consisted of traveling, of course, you know, towards the mountains. Um, first, they traveled by train, then by bus, then in like the back, like a box of a pickup truck, um, horse and sleigh, and then finally by foot and skis. Wow. Quite the journey. And they're going like town to town, you know, village to village sort of thing. Um, they're, they're spending the night here and then they're finding their next route, their next route, and they eventually get to where they, you know, go off by foot. Okay. So that's that's where we're leading up. Okay. Um, so on January 23rd, that's when they set out to do this. And by January 28th, one of the uh, one of the hikers, Yuri Yudin, um, had fallen fallen ill is what a lot of people say. But I think it was like he had a few different things going on, like maybe like a, a weak knee and different things. But either way, he said like he, he can't continue on. He can't go. He's, he's not fit for the venture. Best decision of his life. Right? Because Yuri Yudin. Oh, wow. Is the only survivor from this hike. Oh, man, I'd want to be him. Right? Well, I don't... Even still, the stuff that he's living with, man. Yeah, that's even very if he's true. Alive, I'm not sure if he's still alive today. Because lots of people, yeah, they are the surviving. Like, they have a lot of a lot on their mind. Yeah, PTSD, trauma, yeah. that sort of stuff. Yeah. 
So anyways, he decided that he was going to stay back and he stayed, I believe he stayed in the most recent village that they, they left from by foot. I believe that's where he stayed or one of the villages somewhere along there. Okay. Um, and on their route, you know, they took, they took several cameras with them and several journals, all this sort of thing. They, they documented their, their trip well, and you can look at the photos, they're all online and they had, they had a blast, you know, they're, they're smiling, there's group photos, and Good. they're hiking and skiing, like cross country skiing, mind you, they're not. They're in their element they by are. the sounds of it. And that element is the snowy mountains in Russia. <laughs> so they rocked this, they, they were doing this. And in one of the journals, actually, there was a, a bit of an ominous, um, entry, this one stuck, stood out to me. Um, and I quote, this is right from the journal. I wonder what awaits us on this hike. Will anything happen? Wow. Like, what did she think? Is this a story? Him, her? Uh, we I, don't I, can't, know. I can't remember who, who wrote oh. this entry. There were several journals. It's I, almost I like didn't, foreshadowing. Right? Like, it's ominous as fuck. It's crazy. Yeah. But it's also maybe just, oh, I hope something happens. I hope it's exciting. Right? Like, there's know. no way this individual knew what yeah. was to happen. But it, it's still, it's like shivers up the spine. Yeah, that's that's like goosebumps right there. 100% goosebumps. Yeah. Okay, so February 1st, after, you know, they're traveling for, for a few days, uh, they reach what is known as Dead Mountain. Okay, I'm already out. You're out? I'm out. A lot of people say that. I mean, who's going to travel to Dead Mountain? It's named Dead, Dead Mountain. Mountain. Why? That's just like a mountain I don't need to be on. But I'll tell you why it's named Dead Mountain. A lot of people actually don't realize this. They go, well, why are you going to travel to Dead Mountain? You know, that's creepy. That's scary. Don't go there. Um, actually, the local Mansi tribe, um, it it's translated into Dead Mountain. And their definition for it um, is actually lack of game. So it's, oh, okay. it's not that people are dying going up there. They're it's, just, it's just nothing there. Yeah, it's just a barren mountain. There's no game. No animals, no hunting, no. Yeah, so it's just, don't bother. It's, it's, it's a dead mountain. It's like a dead tree. Yeah, but give it a couple of years. It's probably flourishing and they should definitely be hunting up there. Well, I mean, if there's plants, if there's animals, that yeah. sort of thing. But clearly they named it Dead Mountain for a reason. There's not. Now no one is ever going to go there. Oh, people go there. After this incident, the mountain was closed for three years, but it did reopen and people go there. Oh, wow. Okay, I'll put it on our list. Right. So once, once they left... Um, Yuri for the Dead Mountain. Um, Igor actually told Yuri that he would send a message uh, via telegram uh, once he returned from the mountain on the 12th. So I, I don't believe that um, Yuri was actually in the last village they, they were at. He went back to a different one because they would return to that last village and, and send the telegram to him that they arrived, right? Okay, so he was the one they were going to notify that they're yes, safe and They sound. were going to tell Yuri, like, you know what, we're back and are, we're expected to arrive on the 12th. Okay. Well, nothing, nothing happened. Yuri didn't hear from him. The 12th came, rolled around, you know, days are going by. Nothing. 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 Silence. Silence. So, Ugh. of course, you know, they're getting worried. They're out in the mountain missing. And eventually, on the 21st of February, this is like they were supposed to return on the 12th. So, like nine days later. Yeah. Well, the, to be fair, the 20th, their family and stuff was like, we need to get a search party out of there. Out there, like they were insisting, and then finally on the twenty first, the search party. Was Holy launched. shit! I know that's a long period of time. It's a long ass period of time, but I mean, they finally got him out there at least. At least. Wow, I wonder what the stall was. I don't know, but on the twenty first, it was launched, and on February twenty sixth, their camp was located a few hundred meters from the peak of Dead Mountain. So it even yeah, even locating their camp took a while, but I don't know. I guess it. It was, it could have taken that long to hike up there. Oh, potentially, or, no or finding where they camped or anything. Cause they're, I mean, 
they left when 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 was left they left january 28th on their hike and they reached the peak by the first so it's a couple days hike okay what were they gonna do up there for that long i wonder just camp enjoy the elements have fun hike what did we do when we went to mount robson we hiked up there we slept we walked back down we did it wrong (laughs) (laughs) we should have spent some time up there. we should have we should have but i mean we just up on a whim did it on the weekend right these guys had a a lot of time they were planning to have fun up there yeah they did it right so their camp was found a few hundred meters from the peak and the camp was found in shambles okay they all stayed in this one big canvas tent and it was kind of like, I mean, it's been up there a few days. The weather's kind of knocked it around a bit and everything, right? That's fair. Inside of the tent was quite orderly. It was, you know, organized. You know, nothing was strewn about or anything. However, from the inside of the tent, it was slashed and cut with a knife. And they escaped out through these cuts. It was large enough for people from to go through. From the inside. From the inside. What was inside the tent? Well, they were. And they cut it and they escaped. From something or someone. Holy shite. It could have been something or someone outside the tent or someone or something inside the tent. Maybe it was each other. We don't know. All we know is they cut the tent from the inside to escape. I don't want to sleep in our tent anymore. That's scary. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure. Like what's what, what would like you just what would cause that? I don't know, but I'm pretty sure we're not going to just slash our tent open. I really hope. Yeah. But well, they I did. mean, I don't know. Did the zipper break? I don't know. All we know is that they slashed open the tent to okay. escape. They're, okay. But everything's in, in order and in, inside. Yes. So this this varies. I can't find an exact number. It was either nine or eight. But either nine or eight sets of pro- footprints were found in the snow leading away from the tent. And there are nine hikers. Getting the hell away from yes. whatever but, but was there. This is the thing. Because we live in a snowy area. We, well, we go outside. We know what footprints in the snow look like, right? Yeah. Totally. There's, there's a difference between walking away and running away. Huge difference in the snow. You can tell if someone's running. Oh, yeah. The snow like gets up Even the stance of the footprint apart. Right? Yeah. It, it's, it's very obvious. These footprints were not in a rush. They were not running. They were walking in an orderly fashion. See, that doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. You're cutting the inside of your tent, but then you're just walking away. That's right. Okay, Why? I'm already confused. Oh, this is a very confusing case. You're, you're going to get more confused, trust right. me. So <laughs> they're walking down the mountain to a, a nearby bush line, tree line. Maybe um, it was a game. A game? A game. I don't know. A game. A game. But this doesn't make any sense. You're cutting okay. your tent open and then you're leisurely walking away. But okay. okay we're gonna, I'm, I'm going to tell you this is no game. And I'm going to tell you why. Because at the tree line, which is about a half and half a kilometer and a half away ish, uh, the distance varies in reports that I've I've read. But about a half a kilometer and a half away, um, they found the tree, uh, this large tree on the edge of the tree line, with a makeshift fire underneath. And the tree, about 15 meters up, was kind of like it was obvious, like people were climbing it, broken branches, bark scraped off, that sort of thing. About oh, 15 meters up. Okay. And by running this, from something at that point, then potentially running up the tree, potentially, but they found two bodies laying down as well, two frozen bodies. And now these individuals, these bodies that they found, I'm going to try and pronounce these names as best as I can. I'm sorry for butchering them because I know I'm going to, but it was the bodies of Yuri Krivoshenko and Yuri Doroshenko, which were two of the hikers. Okay. Now these two succumb to 
what's in the autopsy report as hypothermia. So they, they perish from that. That seems like a, a, a thing that would happen. Right. Well, I mean, you're the forensic in... from getting of the bodies, though, hey, being frozen. That'd be helpful for this investigation, I feel like. Oh, 100%. I've got the autopsies here. And they estimate that it was about minus 30 degrees Celsius that night, which was approximately minus 20, 22 degrees Fahrenheit. So about that range for everyone. So that's what they estimated. Chilly. So Yuri Krivoshenko, um, the autopsy shows he had bruises on his forehead and temporal bone. He frostbitten ears and the tip of his nose was missing. You know, oh, wow. that's very okay. frostbite sort yeah. of stuff, right? Not the, did you say that he had bruising though? Is that frostbite? Well, the bruising, no, that's not frostbite. Yeah. Okay. That's the trauma. I'm, <laughs> okay. I'm just saying the tip of his nose part, like it's okay. very frostbite. Okay. Um, he had bruises on the right side of his chest, thigh and left butt, bruises and abrasions on his hands, burns on his leg. And get this, skin from his hand, from the back of his hand was found between his teeth. From the back of his hand in his teeth. Yes. Now, some like people, he was like biting, like almost like uncomfortable. Maybe. OCD kind of. Who knows? Some people say it was a sign of struggle that he was the one climbing the tree. Hence like, you know, his messed up hands. And he could have been like trying to stay up that tree away from something or someone. That doesn't make a sense of why it would be in his mouth, though, his hand. Maybe he was biting on something, like just trying as hard as he could, and he just... Oh, to keep quiet or something. Maybe, maybe. Or he was just in that, like, desperate to get wood off the tree for the fire, and he's biting his hand. I don't I don't know. It doesn't Frustration? Make sense. It that, could be frustration, that too. That theory doesn't make sense to me, but the fact remains, skin from the back of his hand was found between his teeth. Yikes. So... The guy he was next to, Yuri Doroshenko, um, his hair was burned off on the left side of his head. So he had burns on both these guys. Okay. Um, his face was covered in like minor amounts of blood, like his nose, lips, and ears. Um, he had abrasions on his inner left and right shoulders, like armpit area, you know, inside the bicep, that sort of stuff. Fingers had the skin torn off, frostbite in his face. And then get this one. This is the weird, this is a really weird one. Okay, you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. You sure? I don't know now. <laughs> he had a foamy gray discharge from his mouth on the right side of his cheek. Okay. So what does that mean then? Well, the autopsy, the doctors say that this was, they think it was from before his death, which shows a great pressure, a great amount of pressure on his chest cavity. Like he was like being pushed on by something, like something sitting on him or would pushing on him. foam come from your mouth? Like exhaling, like think like, like um, discharge in your lungs or Ugh. something like that. And you're just like... Argh. Like you're trying to breathe. That's why it's foamy, right? Okay. So there's some I've sort never, of yeah, I'd, I have no idea. pressure on his chest causing that. Before causing he died. gray foam to come out of his mouth. Yes, before he died. Before he died. Before he died. That's key. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, I mean, yeah, it would probably be before you die that that would happen. Well, I mean, it, it wasn't something after he died. It's, yeah. It's, it's the point. Yeah. So those are the two, the first two guys that we find. And they're wait, they're on their own, kind of. But they're they're found side by side underneath this tree. By but this not fire. with the rest of the group. Correct. Okay. So after they found these two, um, they find three more bodies of the hikers um, in varying distances between the tree and where the tent was. So between these two guys that they found and the tent, they found three more of the hikers. Um, they all succumb to hypothermia. Okay. So the first same same yeah, cause of death. The first five individuals hypothermia through and through. Okay. But some, there's still some weird stuff that, that's going on. Because like I said, 
I've got the autopsies. Let's look at what happened to these four. Three. three. Sorry, three. <laughs> I was like, what? There's four? <laughs> my, my bad, my bad. These, these three, these okay. Three. Let's hear it. So these three were Igor Dyatlov, who was the leader of the group. Okay, right, right. Rustam Slobodin, Slobodin, I think. And then Zina Klamogrovova. Klamogrova. That's Klamogrova. one of the females? Klamogrova, yes. Okay. Klamogrova. Klamogrova, I think. <laughs> I can't speak Russian. Oh, boy. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for getting these names so bad. You're doing your best. I'm trying. I'm trying. And that's important. So Igor, first of all, there wasn't much strange about him. Other, Of course, you know, he was frozen to death. But all three of these were found facing in the direction of the tent as if they were trying to go back to the tent. The tent that was cut from the inside. Yes. Okay. So, so Igor, there's just some weird shit going on Oh, there's on so here. much weird shit. And, then, and we'll, we're we're not even scratching the surface yet. Trust me. Trust me. We, we got theories after all this. So hold on. No, sorry. I bumped the microphone. So Igor was Igor was found with minor abrasions and bruising on his face, hands, knees, and shins. So minor abrasions, just kind of like scraped out. It could have been scrambling through the icy snow. Who knows, right? Um, but he was also found with a pick of Kolmogrova. I think I said her name right that time. Ooh, yes. it sounded better. Kolmogrova. Ooh, I, I'm getting this. I'm getting it. Um, he was found with a picture of her on him as th- that they were kind of an item. Sort of oh, thing. okay. They were together. Yeah. So he had a picture of her on him. Prior to? Uh, yes. Okay. Yes. Um, and That's he nice. was also wearing uh, Doroshenko's shirt. So one of the guys that we found prior to this, those two, those two guys, Yuri Doroshenko. Uh, the ones at the fire? Yes. Okay. He was found wearing his shirt because... And this is testified but that by... that could just be like he's borrowing a shirt. It could be, could be. But it could also establish a timeline because those first two guys, actually, I forgot to mention, they weren't wearing much clothing. They were in their underwear and t-shirt and no shoes or socks. Actually, they might have been wearing socks. So it could be that these group, this group was together, this five, those two ended up freezing to death and Igor took his shirt and moved to on. To stay warm himself. Right? Exactly. It could could be that, but we don't know. Next, hmm. we had Rustam Slobodin. Um, he had bruises and skin torn from both hands, which is common in hand-to-hand combat, like you're fighting. Like, the, the like out, a boxer. Kind of, like the outer metacarpal, like along your pinky knuckle and down towards your wrist. Okay. Like, he had like lots of bruising and abrasions Like he was punching someone or someone something? Someone or something. Interesting. It's very common in like hand-to-hand combat. That's the sort of injuries he had on his hand. Hmm. Now, he also had abrasions, swelling, bruising, and blood on his face. Was it fresh, though? Like, maybe he had gotten those injuries prior to? Oh, no. he did. This this was all, like, they did not leave with these injuries. Oh, okay. Okay. Yuri Yudin, the guy who stayed behind, he's he's 100% testified. Like, no, this is like... All the shit happened We were up all there. good. Yeah. And they were healthy and they were going on the hike of their life. And there's photo evidence to show what they look like. And they did not have any of these bruises or scrapes or anything because okay. they had those cameras and documentation up there, right? Because maybe he was a boxer prior to. <laughs> no, definitely not. Well, I mean, maybe he was, but he, these were not injuries he had going okay. up the mountain. Um, So he had the bruising, swelling, blood on his face. And then get this. He had a fractured, uh, a fractured frontal bone um, in his skull and hemorrhaging in his temples. He had a fractured skull. This is the guy that the same guy that has the hands. Yeah. So he was in a mega fight. Fight with someone, something hit by someone, something. Yes, that's what it looks like. Wow. But 
Even though he had this fractured skull, the hemorrhaging, he still died of hypothermia. Okay, so that he, he, it was the cold that got him first. Yes. All five of these first people, it was the cold. Okay. So the last one of this first five was the female Zena Kolmogrova. Uh, she was dressed really well, like really well, which could again say that she might have taken clothes from other people as they passed away potentially or it could have been like her boyfriend looking out for her and stuff well just 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 get this because she had multiple layers she had two hats she had four shirts three pairs of pants three pairs of socks and no boots on so she was dressed very regular very well without boots yes so very maybe she weird. was just really prepared though with all those clothing maybe maybe she also had frostbitten fingers, bruises on her hands and palms, and a long bruise on the right side of her abdomen. Kind of like kidney kind of sort of area, wrapping around to the front abs. Interesting. Kind of. Okay. So yeah, that's that's the first section of people that they found. They found them like almost immediately. The poor things. 100%. I mean, I can't believe it. Like there's there's some weird shit. But some the other, shit went down up there. The other group, they don't find until two months later. Two months. Two months. Two months. Wow. Two months they sat up there in the cold. That's a long was, time. Right. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Oh, by the way, I forgot to mention this. Uh, that first uh, five, okay. out of four out of five of them uh, were found to be intoxicated at the time as well. Really? Yeah. I don't know how So they hiked booze up there. Yes. I mean, we do when we go on a yeah, hike. Yeah, but not you enough. You made me bring a bottle of wine Not up enough Mount to get us friggin' intoxicated. Yeah, fair enough. But they were intoxicated. Wow. Did they? Do you like them a bit more? A little bit. They're, they're yeah. my kind of people. They're totally your kind of people. <laughs> Thank you. Love you too. <laughs> um, so yeah, the last four were found almost two months later. Um, yeah, in like under three meters of snow in a small ravine farther down the mountain. Okay, sorry. We have five. They all died of frostbite. Of or hypothermia. Hypothermia, sorry. And then the now elements. there's three more that I found two months later. A four more. Four more. Yes. Okay, okay. Just making sure I'm yeah, on the so same page So that's the nine here. hikers in total. The first five they found immediately of hypothermia. Four found four later. Four more they were found in a ravine farther down the mountain. And they were under three meters of snow. How much farther down the mountain? I'm Do not too know? sure exactly. It wasn't much farther down. Oh, like okay. maybe half a kilometer, I think. It was still in that same sort of bush line. It was a little bit farther down sort of thing. Okay. I don't know the exact distance. I didn't write that down. But it was a little bit farther down sort of thing. So this, their injuries are a lot, uh, a lot different, a lot more significant and greater. Uh, the actual, like the doctors, the medical examiners said that the injuries um, were like a great fall and compared the injuries to a car crash and said that these injuries were impossible for a human to inflict. Okay. So they could have just fallen or something down, down the mountain. I mean, who knows how far down they fell, but like down in this ravine, it was shown that they were like camping. There's evidence of a fire down there oh. in the snow. So they didn't fall into this ravine. Oh, they were camped there. Yeah, they kind went of. down there to try and get like shelter. Okay. 
So they were under three meters of snow when they were found two months later in the spring. And we don't know if they died later. Later of what? Than the other five. Um, well, we'll get into the, the autopsy reports. Okay, here. I'm asking too many questions. You are. Sorry, I'm getting into it. Let okay. me, let me I'm, read I'm going to listen. I'm listening. Okay. So out of these, these next individuals, we had Nikolai, I'm going to say these names so wrong. I'm sorry. Nikolai Thibault Brignolas, Alexander Kolovatov, Seaman Zoloretev, Zoloretev. Although he had a nickname, he didn't actually go by Seaman. I forgot to write it down. So I'm just going to be saying the last names here. But And lastly, we had Ludmilda Dabinina. Dabinina. Is that the other female? Yes. Okay. Uh, Dabinina? Dabinina. There we go. Dabinina. Okay. So first of all, um, Thibaut Brignoles, um, he was well-dressed for the elements with boots. Like They expect that maybe he was outside the tent when whatever happened happened. He was he was well prepared. He was wearing boots, jacket, hat, the whole nine yards. Okay, he was prepared. Yes. He had multiple fractures on his temporal bone, um, which is in the skull, on the right side, minor fractural bruising and hemorrhaging on the lower fro- forearm. And his cause of death, because like he had a major fracture of the skull, his cause of death was from his injuries. He didn't freeze to death. Oh, okay. So whatever hit him in the head, this car accident co- comparison, that's what killed him. That's what did it. Yes. Okay. So Colvado, man, these names are hard to say. I'm trying my best. Maybe I need more whiskey or less. One of the two. One or the other. (laughs) Kolvatov was, uh, he was missing his eyes. Missing his eyes. Oh. And his skull was showing. I'm touching my eyes right now. (laughs) Um, So yeah, exposed skull in the eyebrows and missing his eyes. No eyes. Right? Which is creepy. Wow. Um, he had open wounds behind his, he had an open wound behind his ear, a broken nose, and from the report, quote unquote, a deformed neck, like a broken neck sort of situation. I, don't, I didn't find if it was actually broken in the report, but the report says deformed neck. Poor guy. Um, now his cause of death, even though he had this deformed neck, missing eyes, all this sort of thing, um, it was caused by exposure to low temperatures. That's what it says in the report. It doesn't say hypothermia. It says exposure to low temperatures. Is that the same thing? I think so. Okay. But yeah. Zolretev. You, gosh, you would think the neck though would have, would have done it. I guess not. He froze or if some of the temperatures he froze or something. Zolretev was also missing his eyes and had exposed skull in his left eyebrow. So we have two dudes missing their eyes and they were found three meters under snow. An exposed skull means they must have got like bashed in the head quite hard. Well, exposed skull like on the eyebrows because you have your eyes missing. So the exposed skull is on Ooh. the eyebrow. So oh, I mean, it, it's probably to do with the removal. Of I would the hope eyes. that if my eyes got removed, that would just be the death of me. I, I would hope I would die before that happens. Actually, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't want to die by removal of eyebrow or eyeballs. Yeah, but yeah, I just need that process to be done really quick. <laughs> just rip them out. I, yeah, just don't rip out my eyes. Just let me sleep maybe and die peacefully fall when I'm like 90 years old. Or die in your sleep? Yeah. That's the way to go, That's, isn't it? Or or maybe like give me a whiskey first and then I'll pass out because I'm drunk and then I'll die. I don't know. I just, I don't want pain. That's what I'm trying to say. You don't want your eyes ripped out of your I head. I want to live life. I want to have another whiskey and I don't want my eyes ripped out of my head. That's fair. So Zolotov, Zolotrev... Man, Zolotarev. There we go. These names are hard. Russian language. You You picked the case. I did. I love this case. 
Okay, but he was he had his missing eyes. He also had five fractured ribs and flail chest. Now, flail chest means that the ribs are actually completely separated. Oh, wow. So, like, think if you have, like, a, taking a deep breath, how your ribs expand. Yeah. That section of his ribs wouldn't have expanded. His ribs are just stationary and snapped off. And that's called flailed chest? Flail chest. Flail chest. Okay, I yes. didn't need to know what that is. And he had severe internal bleeding. I would imagine. And his death was caused by these this flail chest and that bleeding. Yeah. That was his death cause. Finally, with Dabinina, I think I said her name right. Yes, another one. Another point for me. Score. She was found with four broken ribs on her right side, five broken ribs on her left side, massive hemorrhaging of her heart's right atrium, missing eyes, broken nose. Her nose was broken and flattened, bruises Ooh. on her left thigh. And get this, this one is like a, a major influence on a lot of theories out there. She had a missing tongue. No tongue. No tongue. Gone. What? Like ripped out or cut out or what? That's that's kind of something that a lot of people turn to with their theories and sort of thing. Like someone cut it out. Maybe like UFOs or military or animals could have removed it or something. But all it says, um, I'm going to look. I have it written down here somewhere. Uh, do, 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 do. Where is it? Because three, it, three out of the four of them were also... Ooh, oh, Ripley. Our dog is like banging against the table there. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, three out of the four were missing eyes. Yes. Where do I have the tongue thing written down? Oh, here it is. Okay. So when in the report, and I quote, this is how they wrote it, diaphragm of the mouth and the tongue are missing. Is missing, sorry. Is missing. So it doesn't say it's cut out. Doesn't say it's tore out. Doesn't but say it's decomped. Seems di- it says like is the missing. Like the diaphragm, that means I feel like it's a, it's a missing more than just the tongue. Like the it's, whole mouth is almost. It's got to be some other part in there. Yeah, but it's it's missing. I mean, that's which not so, I would be more than because at first it's like an animal, but an animal would just probably like nibble the tongue a bit. There would be remnants of the tongue if it's an animal. And remember, they're un- they're three meters under snow. How can animals get to them? Under that much snow. Well, prior to, I was thinking. Prior to, maybe, but you're on Dead Mountain. There's no game up there. Touche. I forgot about that. <laughs> I forgot so about that's, that. So there's, there's a lot of theories surrounding that, but there's a lot of lot of questions. There's a lot of questions in a lot of this. The tongue is the weirdest part so far. The tongue is definitely strange. Let's put it that way. So that's what we have for all these um, these individuals. However, when it comes to the tongue... In the autopsy, they say that they were they found a hundred milligrams of of blood in her stomach, which is signs. People say that's a sign that her tongue was removed when she was alive. Oh, alive! Wow. Could you imagine having your tongue removed? I don't alive? want to imagine that. <laughs> that sounds awful. It is like she got terrifying. the worst of it. Oh, she did for sure. She did, but now get this though. So, a lot of people say, like, because she had the blood in her stomach, that means that she was alive when it happened. The autopsy report Yikes. says it was a slimy mass in her stomach. 100 milligrams of a slimy mass, like a bloody slimy mass. Okay. But it doesn't say it's all blood. So it could be a little bit of blood mixed in with, like, the food she was eating and, and just natural decomp, that sort of thing. So doesn't necessarily say that she was alive because it could just be a little bit of blood seeping down from when she, post-mortem. That's a lot of detail. I feel like, bleh. 
So that is what we have on all the autopsy reports. And I'm going to put the autopsy reports um, where I got my information linked down below so you guys can take a look if you really want. Dive a bit deeper if they'd like. Yes. So that is what we found from all the bodies. Now let's get into the theories. But before we get into the theories, I want to know what do you think happened? Where's your thought lie? Well, okay. I was like all on this animal train until you reminded me that it's Dead Mountain. And then, so, and oh, I also had the feeling that maybe like there was like an argument or they like, it's possible like, the group separated or whatever and weren't happy with each other. Yeah, not happy. That's definitely something that could happen. But still, like, I mean, they were friends and to go that wild on each other, that's a, that's a bit much. But again, these injuries in the autopsy report says it was like a car crash and impossible for a human to inflict. Right. Well, thanks. I had two theories. <laughs> All The problem is there is no perfect theory for this. It's just trying to find the best one that fits because it doesn't make sense. No theory so far makes sense. Well, I mean, yeah, it's been a long time and we're probably not going to solve it in our living room. I, I, I mean, I would like to. I would like <laughs> to try. Do it. Let's do it. <laughs> okay. So, oh, this is a, a thing I have written down that I actually omitted. Um, the because I told you the diaphragm of the mouth and the tongue is missing. That's straight out of the autopsy reports. For the eyes, it says gaping orbits, the eyeballs are missing or absent. That's a quote from the report as well. Gaping? Gaping orbits, the eyeballs are absent. That's a quote from the eyeballs Ooh. in the report. Gosh, okay. Okay. So now that you know that, let's get into theories. There are several theories that are going on here. And we're going we're gonna to try and dive into this and... I'm going to try and give you all the information that I can. There's, there's too much to give, but I'll see what I can do. So first off, the most common thing people go with. Did you hear my voice crack there? Most common. Yeah. Are you hitting puberty? Maybe. Maybe. A testicle just dropped there. <laughs> 32 years old. My first testicle dropped. Nice. So the most common uh, theory <laughs> is paradoxal undressing. Ever heard of it? No. Well, I'm about to tell you about it. Want to hear? Yeah, I do. Let's do it. Let's, let's if you did, if you just said no, the podcast would have just been over. Okay, bye. Oh, it'd been that easy. Yeah, just that easy. Peace. <laughs> so, paradoxical undressing is when a hypothermia patient gets so severe um, that they actually stop shivering, and they get so confused that their body actually tells them that they are overheating and not freezing, and they remove their clothes. That's wild. And this only happens in like 20, 25% of severe hypothermia patients. That's sad, hey? It is. And it's terrifying. Oh, I would imagine you'd just be completely terrified. Well, I mean, imagine like sticking your hand in like icy water. Eventually it starts to feel like it's burning. That's true. I can only imagine that's probably what they're feeling is that they are burning up. In their whole body. So their brain is making them confused and they're feeling that they're burning up and they're removing their clothes to try and cool down and thus only making it worse. Wow. However, this theory is pretty easily thrown out the window, even just in the fact that you consider it's only 25% of severe hypothermia patients get this, approximately 25%. And you have nine individuals that all got paradoxical undressing at the same time in their tent with a, with a stove and they're warm and they're all their clothes. Oh, because they're thinking it started when they were in their tent. Yeah. Okay. For them to be cutting from the inside. So it doesn't That's make confusing. sense. And even still, some of these people are putting on more clothes because they're found with multiple layers. Well, yeah, because some of them I felt like were quite dressed. So, I mean, even paradoxical undressing might have happened to one or two of them. Who knows? That, yeah. 
But, the ones by the fire. Yeah. A lot of them were not wearing many clothes or definitely not fit for it. They were barefoot in a lot of cases or not barefoot, but in socks. So that's one theory. Another theory, another popular theory is an avalanche. Avalanche was coming, you know, they cut out of the tent panicking and they took off. However, they, they didn't just run away. There's calm footprints in the snow. They walked away calmly when their tent's still standing right yeah the when, tent's still there. when people went to search yeah i mean mind you like it's cut open it's knocked down a little bit from the wind and everything but there was no sign of an avalanche it would have been covered up yeah their, their tent was still there their footprints are not covered up the bodies that were found were not majored covered in snow except the ones who were farther down in the mountain in a small ravine those ones could have been covered in an avalanche because they were under three meters of snow they were found two months later so it's it's hard to show an avalanche at that time Okay, yeah, that may, that would make sense for them. That group of people, yes, the f the last four found, but but then you also said there was a camp by them. They they had a fire down there, yeah. They were trying to like make make a fire and stay warm down there. So then it could have been, and that could explain their their traumatic injuries down in that ravine. Okay, yeah. So that one makes sense, but that's farther down the mountain, past the tent, and there's no sign of an avalanche up higher. And at the tent and the other bodies. An avalanche isn't going to take out your eyeballs and tongue. It's not. And like I said, they're under snow and then they, they were found in the spring, not because they just melted. Like they were digging them out to find them. Ooh. You can find photos where they're like literally digging them out of the snow. Aww. So the eyeballs and stuff still don't explain an avalanche. No. It's an avalanche would have covered up the prints, would have covered up all the bodies, would have covered up the tent, but it didn't. So, and there was no sign of an avalanche. The investigation at that time reported no signs of an avalanche. Unless the thing in her stomach was her tongue. I mean, technically it could have been. She could she have. chewed it off kind of or something. But you can only chew off so much of your tongue. Like you can't go all the way back for your tongue to be missing. It would have been partially missing. I guess. But she could have bit her tongue or something to explain the blood in her stomach. Mm -hmm. That's very possible. So avalanche is another theory. And we can also go into, we're going left field here a little bit, UFOs. Could have been alien activity. They could you have like been tested that theory. I like UFO theories, but I, I know they're, they're, they're slim to none chance. I just, it's entertaining. Let's put it that way. It explains some unknown things in the world. It does. But the UFO theory really comes to, and here's a bit of a pun here, really comes to light because there was orbits of, or orbs of light spotted around the mountain prior to the same night of their death and afterwards as well by other hikers in the area, by people in the rescue op and by military individuals. Also the local Mansi tribe. So several people reported these orbs of light in the sky all over this mountain prior to, during and after. Really? That aren't normally there. That are not normally there. That's interesting. So, I mean, that, there's a lot more that dives into with this um, UFO theory because, I mean, like you said, the tongue removal, the eye removal, who knows? I didn't dive deep too deep into it because it's it was a major rabbit hole, a lot of really stretched out theories. Mm -hmm. But that, that was the main thing that could support the UFO things. But the UFO thing, the, orb, the lights in the sky, the orbs, could be debunked by another theory. Okay. Which is the military. The military. The military. You're in the middle of Soviet Russia during the Cold War and the arms race. They're nuclear testing and shit. Think rockets, whatever. And would that just look like an orb up in the sky? Well, think, think nighttime. 
So think like rockets in the sky, spaceships, like, like almost like it's an airplane off in the distance, like you're seeing something like that. I mean, that could explain the the orbs in the sky. That could be the light, the orbs that they see. It could. Totally could. So, I mean, that could be military, you know, things going on, launching missiles. Who knows? Not only that, three articles of clothing that were found were found to be radioactive. Three articles of clothing from the hikers are radioactive. Radioactive? High, yeah, higher than normal radioactive levels. Now, I've, I've got it on my phone here. Where's my phone? Over here. I don't even know what that means or how that happens. Well, first of all, my first question is why the fuck are they testing for radioactivity? That's true. Is that a normal thing? <laughs> I mean, you have nine hikers that go missing out in the freaking Let's wilderness. Let's test their clothes. They find their dead bodies. Yeah. Let. What are you going to do? Test them for radioactivity. What? That's weird. That is definitely weird. So I've got it here. Let me see if I can find it. I wonder. Yeah. Did, yeah. I want to know why. So the scale for testing radioactivity, because everything around us has some, some degree of radioactivity, right? Mm -hmm. Like your, your cup of wine could be 100 on this scale. Anything over 5,000 dpm, and dpm stands for disintegrations per minute, whatever that means, I don't know. But the scale is 5,000. Anything over that is an abnormal radioactive level. Okay. Okay. So there was a pair of pants that registered 5,000 dpm. Okay. A shirt that registered 5,600 dpm. And another shirt that registered 9,900 DPM. That's high. However, this can also kind of be debunked potentially. These three articles of clothing belong to two individuals on the on the crew who previously worked at nuclear facilities. Oh, okay. But like in one case, it was like two years ago. Well, that shit probably doesn't wash out in the wash. I mean, I can't imagine it does. I don't know, but it can't be, stay there forever either. But still, why the fuck are they testing for radioactivity? That's really Even odd. if... The radioactivity can be explained. Why are they testing for that in the first place? I would like to know that. And then another thing that they can say in, that they said in the report is it could potentially just be like atmospherical radioactive dust that just like particles or whatever that just somehow attached itself, which is honestly or, sounds to me like swamp gas explains UFOs. But maybe it's just high in that area too. And maybe this is something they could test. But then why would that be the only thing that's radioactive? Why not the rest of the clothes that's or true. the tent or anything? You know, I'm trying to explain what happened here and you're just not letting me. Well, because you can't explain any of this so far. There's, it's so weird is the problem. It's very odd. So now this is the biggest thing that supports the military being involved here. Okay. Or one of the biggest things. So there are signed documents by government, specific government officials that are signed and dated multiple times. These dates, these specific dates are written more than once on the same document. So keep that in mind. So they didn't just write the date wrong or something? Yeah, it wasn't written wrong. It was written this date multiple times. Okay. okay. So it was signed and dated February 15th that they knew of the group's death. Let that sink but in. February 15th, they knew of the group's death. But yet they didn't start searching until the 21st? Correct. But the government knew. There's government documents that are signed saying oh, February fifteenth, like we know they're dead. We have we have found them dead on February fifteenth. But just left them there. But the yeah, the search party wasn't even launched until the twenty first. Okay. That's really weird. And there's other documents that say six days before the search party even dispatched. Oh, hold on, what hold on, what do I have here? Okay, sorry. 
that sorry yes here we go so on february 6th they already launched their own search party the government launched their search party on february 6th and they found their dead bodies on the 15th that's what the signed documents are dated signed saying what they were supposed to return on the 12th and the government already launched the investigation on the 6th and because what day did they leave again they left i the 28th i think Really? February and how 28th. on earth would they have no, like that doesn't make any sense. And you can, I'll, I'll put a link down below in it's, it was a discovery channel, like a documentary sort of thing that I found that I watched this on. Um, and they actually, they have copies of these documents and they're showing it and they're talking about it. I'll put that down in the description down below as well. And did, in, the, in the notes. Did they not question these? I mean, I guess they question these dates. That's really weird. By all accounts, these documents shouldn't exist, but they do. And someone needs to be held accountable for that. That doesn't make any sense. Mm -hmm. So we've covered paradoxical undressing, avalanche, UFO, military. Another popular theory is a Yeti. A Yeti. A Yeti. Like an abominable snowman, Sam Squitch up in the mountains, you know, a Yeti. (laughs) I I thought of my freaking like Tumblr right away. (laughs) The Yeti cooler. (laughs) No, like the actual Yeti. A Yeti. Um, Because there was, I I should have actually wrote the quote down. I didn't write it down. But there was a... uh, a quote in one of the journals, and I might get this quote wrong, but it said something along the lines of, we now know the snowmen are real. Really? Yeah. Whatever the fuck that means. That. That, yeah. Not only that, there is an image that was taken on one of the cameras um, of a figure in the trees. Now, this could be one of the group. It's a very silhouette-like figure, but it looks very much like a Yeti, too. I want to see it. We'll post it up on Instagram. Okay. We'll post it on our Instagram. So you guys can go take a look too if you want to find it. It's on our Instagram. So this is a really weird one, but there's a little bit of evidence to back it up, which is kind of crazy. So we have the Yeti. Now this is the most uh, logical explanation I found, which I found a, a YouTuber talking about it. I never found anyone else talking about it. So it might be his theory. Again, I'll put it in the footnotes. Smoke inhalation. Smoke inhalation. Yeah. Okay. So picture this. You're in a tent. They had a little camp stove in the tent. Keeping warm. Yeah, keeping warm. They, they even making found food. like bacon in their in their stomach and stuff because they're making food. They're, they're eating from this camp stove. So they're lighting fires and stuff in this camp stove. And it could be that it something faulted out in the way they assembled it or they're disassembling it for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. And smoke started filling up the tent to a degree that they couldn't see. They couldn't breathe and they had to escape. Or they were trying to slash the tent to let smoke escape. And they scrambled out, escaping through what they slashed through with the knife. And it was too smoky just to open the zipper Could have been. Thing. Could have been. So okay. that explains some burns. Because not only the first two victims that we found burns on his left side of his head and that sort of stuff. There was burns on clothes. Even in photos, there was proof of burns on clothes prior to their, their, their deaths. There's multiple minor burns found without this whole case. Could explain those burns as well. But it doesn't explain why they walk away from the tent. That's the thing that, oh, rather that's than faulty running. on this. Well, even still, like, why did they leave the tent? You, you know, it's smoky. You're not going to, you're barefooted and stuff. There's nothing to run from or nothing to walk you away from. You just kind of air it out. So that's the part that's sketchy about this theory. But anyways, they leave for whatever reason. And they make up camp. The group could have potentially split up, which could result in why there's fight marks or whatever on fists and 
bruisings on face, some sort of fight happened of disagreement because they're now in peril and they cut open their tent. Oh, yeah. They're like completely screwed. So the first five stayed up on the tree line and the other four went down to the lower into the ravine. Those four got hit with a small avalanche below them, causing the trauma. It doesn't explain the eyes and tongue missing, but it does explain the trauma, like a car crash and why they were buried under so much snow. The rest of the ones at the tree line, the first two froze to death, and the other three decided to turn back and go back up to the tent, but never made it. And that could explain why um, why Igor Dyatlov was wearing one of the other guy's shirts who had passed away. Okay. So that is the most logical theory to me, though it's not bulletproof. There's no. still holes in it. And and sorry, this was the YouTuber? No. Yes, this was a YouTube guy uh, who was talking about this theory. Oh, okay. he, he talks about the entire events, mm-hmm. um, and near the and at the very end, he talks about this this piece. I'll put that YouTube video in the in the show notes. I mean, yeah, it's a thought through theory, but yeah, there's still some some loopholes in there. Definitely. Now, okay, we're, we got to wind this down now, but. There is a couple more little things I'm going to note here. There was a nurse who did the autopsies, um, and she's now like 86 years old, maybe a little older by now, but by the time she gave this, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? <laughs> statement? Statement, sure. Claim, whatever. She, when she gave this statement, this claim, uh, she was at 86 years old. She was working as an autopsy on these bodies, and she autopsied the bodies individually. But she said there was not nine bodies, but there was 11. Two more bodies. Two more bodies. Just randomly. Her husband also worked on the autopsies, and he claims there was nine. Oh, wow. So to have two separate stories in the same household is interesting. 100%. Like, you think these two would be on the same page. But to be fair, we're never on the same page. So maybe I can get it a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) However... She claims there's 11. There's no proof of this whatsoever other than her claim, a claim of an 86-year-old woman. But this is where it gets a little weird and gives her a little bit of credibility, potentially. Yuri Yudin, the 10th hiker who turned back and actually survived this, mm-hmm. he has testified that there was both a, a journal missing and a camera missing that have never been found, which is, I mean, not irregular up in the wilderness and that sort yeah. of stuff. But this journal was held very closely at all times by one of these this individual he never not did not have it on him so if it was not on him it would have been in the tent and it was not ever found interesting and also among the items found there was a pair of glasses and a pair of skis that yuri says did not belong to any of the members on the hike yeah, but he does he actually remember what everybody had? I'm pretty sure he's going to remember a pair of skis did, if someone had did those. Did they have that. skis or not? Yes, they had skis. They they left by foot and skis. They were skiing up there. You can see in the photos that they're all in like cross-country skis and such. Huh. I don't know. I I mean, I I don't know if I would remember what I packed in my own pack. He testifies to it though. He says that those are not our skis and those are not our glasses. Okay. So, who knows? Now, Yuri Yudin is actually, he, his theory, he falls in, under the military category. That's what he believes happened. Something with the, the military, that they stumbled on something that they shouldn't have. Something happened. And I, I think mean, I'm not with, the, with him. You think so? Yeah. I, I'm leaning towards a smoke inhalation theory. It makes the most sense, though it's not bulletproof. There's still stuff, but that's that's where I'm going. I got to go with smoke inhalation. It no. explains the burns. It, it's the only one that explains them really rapidly getting out of the tent to me. Yeah, but then to walk from that seems weird. It does. It does. Unless their footprints got covered up or something and it's just other people like walking. 
Maybe. I don't Maybe know. Maybe that was the military because the military notes show that they were there oh, prior to. So maybe, found those, them. maybe those were them. Maybe their footprints got covered up and the military who came in by those documents later on. It's their footprints. Maybe. 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 Dun, dun, dun. Maybe one day we'll find out. Who knows? Although there was an investigation launched last year into it. 2019. They're the Ru- still actively researching 2019, this. the Russian government launched an investigation back into it. And in 2020, they closed it with the conclusion that it was an avalanche. Okay. Even, even though in the very first investigation, there was no signs of an avalanche. Their tent was not covered. These footprints aren't covered. Their bodies are not covered other than just a little bit of snow drift and such. Yeah, no. Just another weird thing to add to 2020. Right? 100%. No, that's, yeah, no. Uh, so this is the case of the Dyatlov Pass incident. It's one of my favorites. I, Of course, I had to start with this. It was an amazing, amazing, well, not an amazing, it's, it was fun to dive into it and man i can't imagine if i were up on there the terror these people must the tra- have gone through. yeah it's very tragic so 100%. sad hopefully we actually figure it out one day and though these people are put to rest i believe not all of them i think there's seven or eight of them that are um, laid to rest all together in a graveyard nearby the one of the towns and there is a memorial for all of them together there as well oh that'd be cool so, to see that hey yeah it would be yeah but, and if you want to see more, like I said, we got to post some photos on our Instagram. So head over to uh, Wicked and Grim on Instagram. You'll see some photos and we're going to be posting more there as more stories come out. And as we talk about more cases. Mm-hmm. It's number one. Number one. We have many more to go. So many. here's here's to our, our podcast, the first podcast of many. Cheers. Cheers. We, we got to think of an outro though, because how are we going to end this? <laughs> just bye? Just what's up? I don't know. What are we going to do? What's our outro? Mm. Stay wicked. You know, that's not bad. Stay wicked. Stay wicked. I like it. Stay wicked, guys. We'll see you next time. See ya. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.